I said sharding <laughs> on the radio today. So that's how my life is going. Yeah. I said sharding on the radio and probably one of the most embarrassing moments of my life. So I'll tell you what happened with that. And we are in Thanksgiving week currently. A lot has changed from my original plans of how I thought my Thanksgiving was going to go. And a lot of change has happened in the last couple of weeks. I kind of had to get a grasp on how I was feeling myself and I didn't necessarily understand, honestly. So I kind of needed to get my thoughts together. And I don't know if you've been going through the same thing. So yeah, starting. Today I was talking about how the head coach of the Ravens was, he was in a shouting, shouting match with a player from the Tennessee Titans and I, for whatever reason, decided to say sharding match instead of shouting and literally all hell broke loose. Like, you know Kramer did not let me live that down and then you know that he made us bring that up again in another way later on in the show just to embarrass me even more. It was just like, ugh, the most Monday-y Monday ever. But yeah, so... That was kind of ridiculous. Honestly though, like, <laughs> that man is nuts, but working with him has been so fun. I can't imagine going through this crazy time in our life and what the world is like right now. I couldn't imagine working this closely alongside somebody else. He understands me. He understands how emotional I am as a person because he's the same way. So I've just been super, super thankful to be, just to have him around in my space. I mean, he's, don't get me wrong, he's crazy. Like we, <laughs> like the man is crazy, but so am I. And I just love him. Like, obviously I think in San Diego, we both had different roles. We had to keep our friendship, you know, to a certain extent. But now being able to be coworkers and peers and our friendship is in like such a different place than it ever has been before. And he's Kramer's a really good friend. I love being able to work with him every day because he's just like a goofball. And man, I'm so emotional, obviously. <laughs> like, I think with the spirit of everything and the holidays and it being Thanksgiving week and it's just, oh, it's so much for me right now, you guys. I'm like exploding. I'm literally exploding with emotion and I don't even know what to do with myself half the time. But I'm just super thankful to work with him every day and I'm thankful that we had this chance to come out here together and I'm thankful that he, I think we, we need each other. Like he needs me just as much as I need him. To have somebody believe in you and give you a chance that a lot of people wouldn't be willing to give you is something that I'll always be grateful for and I guess we like yeah like how, how did that work how did we get out here together Mix 1065 have, has always they wanted Kramer on the station because he's a fucking rock star 
and they wanted him to work with somebody that he knew and he gave them a list of people he would do a show with and having the list be of course full of you know either people he's had experience working with or close friends in the business and all veterans and being in the business for many years um, but he put my name on that list and I think in any other situation I definitely would have been overlooked because I'm, I'm young and I'm green and I'm new but he put me on that list and he told them, you know, to actually have me be a serious consideration and after like all the interviews and stuff, they ended up going with me, but it's the fact that he even put me in the room, you know, and taking that chance on me and was more than willing to have the opportunity to grow together and do this together. Anything goes, we're, we're down to do whatever. Neither of us is afraid of looking dumb or being embarrassed or being the butt of the joke or anything like that, which is so cool. It's so cool working with someone that's just down to have fun. I've loved being here with him. It's been hard though, you know, something that I've been going through and honestly, since the election has been over, it's been a huge weight off of my chest, it felt like, but I've never been in the position, I've always been behind the scenes. In the past, prepping for the show at Channel, I would not only do all the social media at prepping the show in San Diego, the radio station at Channel, I would be, I was a social media coordinator, all that kind of stuff. I had my own show on the weekends, and with um, our news segment, I would get all that information, get all the stories, and send those to be used. But... I was behind the scenes. I would, you know, I was just looking for headlines, things that were topical and sending. But it's different, especially with all this, like, all the election bullshit and all and everything leading up to it. It was just like a ball of anxiety that we were sitting in. And then it was like we were on a roller coaster and it was constantly on the part where you're going up and up and up and up and up and up and you know you know that it's coming and then we got there but it's still not over so we're still kind of like sitting and about to drop but it's felt like that for probably the past month and a half of having to do all that coverage of everything and I didn't know how it was going to affect me I didn't know it was going to affect me like this like having to read all that information before you go to bed, having to watch all the news, all the videos, and then have to verbally repeat it for five hours straight, and then all over again, on top of everything you're seeing on social media. And I'm so sensitive that I, I'm an empath, so I just wear everything so heavy, and I was having a really hard time separating work and all of this hate and angst and anxiety that you see on social media from all of your friends, no matter which side they were on. And I was so consumed with like worry of how everyone was gonna feel. And still, I mean, it's not over, you know? I still am concerned about it, but I'm a lot better now. But I just, I'm, I was more so worried about like the reaction of everybody, no matter what happened, honestly. At this point, <laughs> like, no matter what, someone's gonna be pissed. And I was just worried about how people were gonna feel and how it was gonna affect people. And also, being on the radio with this, like we can't we can't have a side. It's, it's inappropriate. It's our job 
to stay neutral and we have to give news on both sides to be fair for everybody and having to hold that in and not necessarily be allowed to vocalize was hard too. It's just like a big lump in my throat, especially because we are a new show. And, and I think in general, like I don't, I don't want anyone to judge me for my political beliefs and where I stand, no matter what, obviously, because things are so crazy right now. If you have an opinion that's different than somebody else's, it's like a shit show. And I feel like we've lost the ability to have a conversation. And because everything has been so crazy and we're in a new place and it's different here, I, I want people to know me for my heart, not for who I'm voting for. And having the responsibility to be fair, even when you don't believe in what you're saying, sucks. So I was having a really hard time with that. And the election with the news and the social media was really, really getting to me. I've never had to be that consumed in it before. I would stay informed to a certain extent, but it's different when you're the person that's speaking about this because I have to know what I'm talking about, you know? And I've always kind of kept myself separate from those kinds of things because it causes me so much stress and anxiety. Learning how to deal with the issue instead of run away from it has been different for me when it comes to this stuff. So that was one thing that's been really difficult and it feels a little better at, and I'm sure, God, I'm sure you're feeling it too. So just breathe. And something I've been trying to do is put my phone away at least for an hour. Because that's another thing too, right? Everyone's like, you gotta take some time from your phone and social media and shit. That's my job. Like, I, I have to know what the fuck. And, ugh, and like, I don't know if you've heard about the documentary on Netflix. Oh, The Social Dilemma on Netflix. So I was watching that a little bit. I haven't finished it because it freaked me the fuck out. But basically, we're... I'm going to just tell you. We're brainwashed, obviously. And Instagram and all the things that we love to look at on our phone have basically trained us to be addicted to it. And I know that. And so it's like trying to balance doing my job and doing what I have to work versus my own addiction because of what's been happening to my brain from Instagram, you know? And it's just overwhelming. It's annoying. And I don't know if you've noticed that new update too that pisses me off. They changed the update and put, um, and they just do this. Like you don't even have a choice. <laughs> I didn't even have a choice. I just opened my phone and my all the accounts were changed. But posting a story is super complicated now and what they've done is on if you open your instagram the like the heart button where it used to be the feature where you look at you know your own notifications they've changed that to a shopping feature and your brain has already been trained to hit that button to see information regarding yourself but now they've changed it you know with the shopping feature so obviously you're going to press it even if you exit out of it eventually you're just gonna scroll because you're gonna be curious right that shit is so annoying to me so don't let him get you all right don't shop on there unless you want something but still i hate i was so mad like with everything going on i'm like you can't make me do it i don't want to do it i'm already like emotional and shit oh god that made me so upset so ugh, if there's anything you can do try to put your phone away put it in another room for at least an hour 
just one, to give your eyes a break. Maybe don't even watch TV during that hour too. Just like let your eyes relax. That was something too. My eyes are freaking. I'm feel. Oh my god. Like what am I? My eyes hurt. My fingers hurt from all. You know what I mean? Like what's happening? But anyways, so just if you're freaking out, if you've been like feeling super heavy lately, I feel you. I feel you. So I've been trying to work out get better. I mean, working out, I work out like four times a week. Used to be way more than that, but you know, eh. So that's one. More changes that have been hella overwhelming for me. (laughs) Uh, I feel like, you know, when you, you know, when you like are too woke to run away from your issues. So you have to deal with them if you want your life to be the way you want it to be, (laughs) you know? Living with Garage Boy, I am learning a lot about myself and I'm learning about things that I didn't know I was still high, that I still had problems with. I think all of us go into relationships with this judgment automatically. Like, my relationship's not gonna be like this, or I don't want my relationship to be like my parents. For whatever reason you know I love my parents they've shown me what love is but my my parents relationship was very intense for all of us growing up my parents were high school sweethearts they got married I think when they were like 2022 then I was my mom pregnant with me when they got married I forget which one happened first but basically the marriage their first marriage and my mom's pregnancy with me occurred when she was like 2021. 20, my dad was 22, 23. They're two years apart. And then um, they were together. They got divorced. They dated other people. They would date each other. They, I guess that's, maybe that's where my trust issues come from now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, just learned that on the podcast. Awesome. So basically... <laughs> I'm like, what are we doing here? Are we going to be together or are we not? Like, pick one. So, yeah, they'd be, like, dating, and then they would not, and then they would date again, and then they would date other people, and then they wouldn't talk to each other. And I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, <laughs> what? Can you imagine baby-ass emotional Jessica? Like, what are we doing, Michael? Like, <laughs> I'm not going to say their name, that's so fucked up. I'm like, guys, can we just, like, can we just pick one? You know, it's it's an emotional roller coaster, okay? And then they got back together, and then they got remarried, (laughs) and then they had my sister, and then a whole bunch of other shit has gone down, which maybe we'll talk about at a later time. But it's just, yeah, it was crazy, you know? Now, child, it's easy for us to be like, what the fuck? How could you ever? How could they how could they do this? How could they do that? And I felt like that for a very long time growing up. And then I started living my life and started having relationships and was in a crazy ass situation myself and then then I was able to have the ability to separate my parents from the person that they are from them also just being a man and a woman in a relationship together. And I think once we, and I don't, I don't know how you feel about your parents. I don't know what you've gone through with your family, but it took me a very long time to separate my mom from her also being a woman. <laughs> like, and when I say that now, I'm like, 
that's so dumb. Like, what the fuck? You know? And I don't, I don't know how you feel, but, and I don't know what you're going through right now, but just remember before you blame them for everything and before you resent them for everything, you have to remember that they are people. And when I was able to take myself out of that and look at it from that perspective, that role, that emotional roller coaster that we were on, I mean, they just happened to be in a relationship and there happened to be a kid there. I had just happened to be there. You know what I mean? Like when I think about the shit show that my relationship was and all the shit that was going on between me and my ex-boyfriend of us just trying to figure it out. I can't imagine also doing that on top of having the pressure of taking care of another human being. And once I was able to step back and see it from that perspective, a lot of my anger and resentment that I had, I was able to start healing and working through once I understood that. So because of certain things that have taken place in my childhood, I I notice and I'm noticing now, and I think it's more intense now because I, I never not want Garage Boy in my life, that I think when I see signs of similarities in me or how I'm behaving or similarities of like what my parents relationship was when I was a kid or like any sort of sign of you know issues I had in my past relationship I like freak out internally internally I'm doing a lot better at like controlling my emotions whether you believe me or not that's something I've like really been working on like before I freak the fuck out I try to reflect and ask myself, okay, like, are we about to pop the fuck off? Or is this something that you are just feeling internally because of your own trauma that maybe we can work through inside before you bring it out for no fucking reason? And I'm really trying to work on that. Like, being this age and being, like, aware of things, it's hard. It's hard because it's so much easier to flip out or to not do things the right way or it's so much easier to not have conversations that are uncomfortable you know what I mean but that's not the kind of person that I want to be that's not the kind of relationship that I want to have and so both Garage Boy and I are kind of like we're learning a lot about each other we're learning a lot about how we grow, grew up too which helps us better understand each other and it's just been it, it was a little intense. It felt it feels intense. I think it was just one thing after another. It was like the world in COVID and the election and needing to and then oh, this is why I feel this way or oh, I thought I'd handled that internally. Why am I triggered? And like having to just go through things. We're just having to like talk about annoying shit. <laughs> like, you know? And it's hard making something healthy that works takes work and it's like all the adult things it's just honestly all the adult things all at once so it's just been annoying really <laughs> it's been annoying but awesome so I'm like confused <laughs> like, like I love it and I'm really proud of us for handling things the way that they are and learning how to communicate and I'm super thankful for him with how understanding and patient he is with me because I'm explosive. I'm, I think I'm, I'm a very understanding person, but I don't let anything go unsaid. And, and I think it's just because of what I've seen and what I've experienced. I don't, 
ever want anyone to not share how they're feeling ever because I can't help myself and I want him to do that too. So I also have to learn that not everyone's good at that and I have to be patient with people because just because I'm good at talking about things doesn't mean everybody else is, you know, and, and everyone feels differently and copes things, copes with their emotions differently and and I don't think he's ever experienced anyone like me so I don't, <laughs> I'm like why do you feel that way and what happened to you when you were five in August of 1998 and like why you know fuck he's probably like can we just like chill <laughs> like I'm like no I need to know what your favorite color is and what it was influenced from and what your mom's favorite perfume is because maybe that'll explain if you know yeah I'm just I'm just like that so growing growing a lot it's been interesting but it's also been cool to be with somebody who hears you and understands you and makes me feel safe to be myself. And I'm really, really thankful for that. A huge difference that I've noticed and that I've learned is you should not be afraid to talk to your significant other about anything. And this is the first time I've ever felt like a safe space to do that. And if you're in a situation where you feel like you can't talk to your boyfriend or girlfriend about something, that's not, that's wrong. Because in my previous situation, I used to feel like that was appropriate and that was okay. But if you can talk to your friends about something and feel open and comfortable, but you shouldn't want to hide a certain part of you from the person that you're supposed to be closest to. And I found myself doing a lot in my previous relationship and I would make excuses for it all the time. Like, that's just separate. Like, that's just different. Like, my friends get this part of me and my friends understand that side of me, but he doesn't. And that's not true at all. And it took me a long time to realize that too. And so being with Garage Boy, I, like, he knows everything about me. He knows all the sides of my different personalities and because I'm not just one type of person but he needs to know all sides of me to understand me completely and if you don't have that openness with your partner you have to ask yourself are you are you not being open for a reason and it took me a long time to realize that I I made excuses forever so I don't know if you're going through that but you should never have to hide who you are to anyone ever so there's that. And then we're supposed to go home for Thanksgiving and we're not anymore. This COVID shit is crazy. I had a breakdown on the air last week about it and I didn't even know what was gonna happen, honestly. It was like I was on the, I was like a ticking time bomb and then like I opened up a little bit and then the floods, it was just like a freaking ocean. I was like, tears. And I, like, I knew I had been kind of struggling with it. And you might be feeling that same way too. So if you need to cry about it, just cry. Sometimes when I need to cry, I'll, like, listen to a really sad song or watch, like, a sad movie. Because it's, like, I I couldn't describe. It's, like, you're walking around with, like, that lump in your throat when you're about to cry. But you can't because you're, like, or, you know, that video of that little boy. And they're, like, are you excited to go to school? Are you fine? He's, like, yeah, I'm fine. And he's like crying and stuff. That's basically how I've been feeling about COVID. Like I've been on the verge of tears and just trying to act like everything's cool and wearing my mask and like whatever. Like it's, you know, but God, it's annoying. It's fucking annoying. And I 
had a COVID moment breakdown on the air because um, we play this game called Mega Prize Minute and we ba- they're basically the same 10 questions and then until one person gets them all right, they win the prize. And the questions are filled with like Baltimore trivia, yeah, um, stuff from the city, about the state, and then also trivia questions about me and Kramer. So like people can get to know us and stuff like that for people who aren't familiar with us yet. And one of the questions was, where is Jess spending her Thanksgiving? And the answer was Stockton, California, my hometown. And then I can't go home for Thanksgiving anymore. And like every time we would go, we would play that question. We didn't change the answer, but like internally, it would just kind of chip at me a little bit once I knew I wasn't going home. And then I, I talked to Kramer about it. I was just like, can we like just change like where was Jess supposed to go home for Thanksgiving? It was just, it was like annoying to me having to like hear it every day and no one was winning. I was like, you guys, we need to get past this round. It's fucking depressing. And then last week, and thank God she won. I felt so bad. Her name was Bernie. Poor Bernie out here just trying to win 500 bucks at a grocery store, okay? She's trying to mind her own damn business. And here I am having a damn meltdown by my grandma. Yeah. She was like, we're like, where's Jess going to Thanksgiving? And she's like, Stockton. And Kramer asked that question. And then I was up next. And I started getting choked up. And I broke down in the middle of my question. And we had to pause the game. Because I, I had talked to my parents, you know the day before about everything and I've just been thinking about my grandparents and and you know too like I watched a movie the night before I think it was like I forget what it was I don't know if it was like Santa Claus or something whatever this scene was a Christmas party and like there's so many people in the room and they're dancing and they're like hugging and I'm watching this and I'm like god I miss like hugging people (laughs) as weird as that sounds I miss like being in a room with people and like with them not being afraid of each other and I just hope that this doesn't take away our connection from one another and make us cold to each other we're in like survival mode we're just running and removing and removing and we're trying to do our best because there's a balance between allowing yourself to feel things and making sure you don't wallow in it because you can't get stuck because we do have to keep moving forward, but we also deserve a moment. We have to feel through it. You can't just let it sit there and pretend that it's not there, you know? Allow yourself to cry. Allow yourself to have a second because you deserve that and we deserve it. It was just a lot because like for a second, out of nowhere, I would just cry. I would just get like really, really sad. And I'm like, what's going on with me? What's going on? And what's going on is it's fucking crazy out there. You know, that's what's going on. So I just want us to be okay with being a little overwhelmed. And it's just a matter of how we're going to get through it and, and what we can do to make it better. I read an article on some things you can do, like some self-care tips for Thanksgiving that I thought that I really liked. Because I don't, I mean, no matter what, Thanksgiving is going to be different whether you're able to see some of your family or you're not or whatever we all have to adjust and some things that they said to do was fill this week with things that you like try to make yourself feel as normal as you can like just fill this week with things that you like to do like fun hobbies and make time for them too. like schedule that shit in make sure that whether if it's 
working out or painting or even if it's like going to Starbucks, like whatever. Another was binge watching something funny. It, it does good things for your body when you laugh, okay? So make sure to watch something funny and open up to your friends about it. Ugh. I, y'all, I did not know people, <laughs> like, people really don't be talking about how they feel. And I'm like, what? What do you mean you don't talk about how you feel? So, like, if you need to open a group chat, if you need to call somebody, just be like, hey, how are you? Sucky? Cool. Me too. Let's talk about it. Like, because I think some some people won't talk about shit unless you bring it up to them because they think it's a burden talking about your feelings. Um, no, it's not. So reach out to your friends because odds are they are feeling the same way. And being able to just kind of vent is like a breath. It just helps you breathe easier, especially to someone that you're close to. So be each other's support. Oh, one other thing they said was treat yourself damn it treat yourself i don't give a fuck like if you want like please treat yourself all the things all the goodies this week y'all the diet is out the window do your thing also like when you're when you're shopping when you're christmas shopping get something for yourself too you know it's black friday sale deals that are like starting super early get something special for yourself just as like a high five for still being here you know <laughs> like, like what like what did we just do the past like 10 months what did we i mean 11 yeah like what just happened we're here it was hard but we did it and then it said to rem- to remember what you are thankful for and i think you know that's so cliche but I don't think we do it enough. I think we should make a list of all the positive things in our life, of all the things that we are thankful for. Like, and I'm saying the most simple shit, you, and if you write that on a piece of paper and you look at it, that page is gonna be filled up, I swear to you. I'm thankful I can walk because there's people who can't walk, you know what I mean? Like, I just, we gotta think about those things. We can breathe. We're here. I'm thankful for FaceTime because, yeah, this year has been a shit show. But could you imagine if we did not have, like, the ability to see each other virtually? Like, oh, fuck. Like, fuck writing a letter. I need to see your face. Okay? I need to see your face. (laughs) Like, so, no matter what, like, okay, this thing, too. Again, I was watching Santa Claus. (laughs) The first one. And um, one thing that I love that, like, the little elf says, they talk about, like, believing in Santa Claus. And she says, seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. And I, we just have to remember that mindset when it comes to, like, our hope and our love. You can't, you can't, like, see it. You know, you can see it, but see, that's the thing. You can see love. You can see, yes, you can see love and a kiss. You can see love and a hug, but you can also see love and a smile. And you can also see love in a phone call and checking in how that person is doing. And, and there's so many different things you can see that in. And maybe we're not able to express love in the ways that we've been able to. And we're not able to spend the holidays like we're used to, but that doesn't take away how special they're still supposed to be. Like, don't throw this in the trash. Don't call this a wash. Like, you're still alive. This is still your life. 
that still matters. So yeah, maybe we can't do all the things that we were used to do, that we were able to do, but make new traditions. If that means getting on a FaceTime with all your family. And I, I know that's what we're doing. Like I know in the, oh my God, I wish I could like record this and show you guys getting my mom's side of the family, like 10 people on FaceTime for a phone call is literally the most cringe annoying difficult thing on the planet like my nana can't hear like my nana and my thoughts that try to go in separate rooms because there's an echo but then one person's there and then the other isn't and then one of them can't see and it's like and then my niece is like using the bitmojis and she's like a talking unicorn head and that like freaks some people out it's just like it's literally a shit show but that's what we have this year and don't be that person that's gonna be like ugh you know, too bad we're doing this. Can you believe we're doing this? Like, don't say that. Don't say that. Just be you, show up fully, and have fun. That's all I hope for you. I know it's been crazy, and it's been super hard. But I just want to say how proud I am of you, and I'm proud of you for showing up for yourself, if you have kids for showing up for your kids, if you have a significant other showing up for your significant other, if you're on your own for showing up for you, because you matter. And I'm also just super thankful to you for following along with my journey and being here for me. I love you so much. You have no idea how much your support has meant to me, especially being across the country and seeing familiar names and seeing familiar faces on social media and just know that like I I love you and I care for you and you're a part of my life and I'm so so thankful for you and we're gonna get through this and it's gonna be different and but just don't throw in the towel keep trying keep going and never stop caring for one another keep living in the best way that you can this crazy thing has taught us so much and it would be a shame to let those lessons go to waste. This should be the, one of the most important Thanksgivings, you know? Because we've gotten so used to just having everything. Let this be a reminder of how precious life really is and how special all of your loved ones are. So call everybody, FaceTime everybody. Don't shut yourself out because it's not what you're used to. I'm so thankful for you. Thank you for being here and happy Thanksgiving.